Welcome to the Not So Perfect Christian Life Podcast with Joy and Hannah. Hi everyone and welcome back. Today we are going to be looking at the topic of trusting God to provide. And uh, actually I should say before we go into it, that we really appreciate all of the feedback, all of the comments, all of the suggestions for topics, keep them coming. It'd be really great to hear what you have to say on the topics that we're discussing. So yeah, trusting God to provide, Hannah, (laughs) you can kick us off today. I will gladly kick us off today. This one is one for me that I've spent a lot of time thinking about possibly too much time um (laughs) you know I kind of think back all those stories and all the times that God's provided for me and you think you'd learn your lesson but I still find that I worry a bit at times about provision for the future um so yeah before we get into all of that of like you know remembering the past provision of the future whatever I said to you didn't I Joy before we started that I've really been thinking quite I really feel like God's been speaking to me quite a lot recently about you cannot serve both God and money yeah and I really feel like he's just spoken to me massively about happiness is not found in wealth in money there's a practical reality to it we all need it yeah and um, I need it you know there's a reality to you could do different things that are going to earn you more or less and we talked talked about discerning God's will didn't we money can be really useful for discerning God's will because it can just practically lead you but and maybe this is just my heart but essentially I really realized recently however much God has taught me about money over the years and shown me time and time again that he's faithful and he will provide and I don't need to worry it feels like a fresh revelation again in the last couple of weeks that happiness is not in the abundance of your possessions or your bank account and that especially the context that we're working in you know the fuel crisis is hitting really hard where we live people are really stressed out about petrol increase in costs Mm. food increases um all those sorts of things and I just really feel within that God speaking to me saying you have got everything you need to live a happy content life right now because you've got me yeah um yeah and I'd I know you probably will say this is true as well, Joy, that um, don't just love it when Jesus gives one of his cutting verses or statements. <laughs> it cuts you to your soul and you're like, oh, To yeah. your soul, I know. But it feels, it weirdly feels so good, doesn't it? Yeah. So um, I, I know we haven't really done this before, but I actually got a couple of verses to read out because I just have so loved them recently. You ready? Yeah, go for it. I'm all ears. All right. First one. Watch out. <laughs> Be on your guard against all kinds of greed. Life does not consist in an abundance of possessions. Mm. I love that one. I know you'll love this one. Who doesn't love this next one? Do not worry about your life, what you will eat or drink, or about your body, what you will wear. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothes? Seek first God's kingdom. And then this one. The worries of this life, the deceitfulness of wealth and the desires for other things come in and choke the word, making it unfruitful. And so it's just really weird how um, 
Sorry, I know I am totally hogging now, but when we said we were doing this talk, I got very excited because I felt <laughs> I got a lot of experience in this one. And also, I just it's really topical for me because I feel like God's spoken to me a lot on it recently. Mm. Um, and now I've forgotten what I was going to tell you. What was I going to tell you, Joy? Can you remember? <laughs> no. <laughs> well, I was just going to say from listening to those, I mean, the one that instantly stood out to me was the the one about possessions. Yeah. Not sort of gathering up possessions because that's such a difficult one. And obviously, as I'm saying this, I'm saying this as someone that lives in the first world. So what, you know, what we have is abundantly more than people around the world have to even begin with. You know, the fact that we've even got food and a roof over our heads is thank you, Jesus. Um, And then on top of that, to even be thinking about all the possessions that we have. But I find that really... Um, that does strike me to my heart because it's so easy to build up possessions and it's so easy, you know, I'm constantly saying this to the kids and then I I feel, I feel it for myself, you know, saying to them, look at what you've got rather than what you could have. Mm. And saying that to them so much because it's so easy, isn't it, to look around and see what everyone else has got and to think, oh, I want that, I want that. And then you think, or firstly, that steals your joy, yeah. Um, and also steals your gratitude because then you're always trying to sort of move up and up and up and up. Yeah. And if you've got the money to be able to do that, then it sort of allows you to. And if you haven't, then you just get resentful and jealous. Yeah. So um, I think that's a really crucial one. And I guess comes also under the line of like comfort, which we'll probably look at at another point. But yeah, I think holding on to what I've got rather than what I could have. Um, yeah and learning to be grateful for what I do have yeah yeah and in that actually even seeing as well that sometimes wealth and possessions well quite often are a block to us realizing our need for God and like accessing his kingdom and so again I was reading the Beatitudes recently and it just so struck me how it's saying like blessed are the poor or like Mm. blessed are those who mourn and it's it's listing all things that I think quite often we try and avoid in life don't we like (laughs) try and avoid like hardship (laughs) and pain and difficult situations um but actually there seems to be something about And I don't think it automatically happens. I don't think automatically if you're in a hard situation, you learn your lesson. I think, like we've said before, you can just get angry and bitter, can't you? But just reading those Beatitudes and realizing actually there's really something in here about things being difficult or not having um, that is like an open door to the kingdom of God because you're so you need him you need him to show up your boiler's broken you've got no way of replacing it again first world problems but still yeah like you need him to cut you know you don't if you've got savings and you're like oh I can cover that I'll just dip into that account Mm. that's still his gift and provision isn't it but yeah I've just been so impressed by some of the people that I live near recently who it's very like hand-to-mouth finances and um really sort of so concerned about the real basics of life of just food and electric and I met a woman the other day and she's just she's learning how to cook 
without using her oven at all or her hob because she's desperately wow. trying to cut back. Yeah, but then those people, their stories can just be breathtaking, can't they? And just how God's come through for them. And like one of the women I was chatting to a while ago, she's saying I literally had a fiver left in my purse till the end of, I think she had, I can't, I think she said a couple of weeks, couple of weeks till her payday, she had a fiver. But then she just reeled off all these wonderful ways that Jesus had provided for her. And I just thought, you know what, you are that is really tough. Like, we don't want to underplay that or romanticize yeah. that. That is really tough. But how spiritually rich is that to have all those stories as well and to know Jesus in that hand-to-mouth way? Yeah. Yeah, because he, his desire for us is to fully rely on him. He yeah. doesn't want us to be self-reliant people, which, again, I find really difficult because generally we want to be people that can sort ourselves out, can be independent. Um, you know, we bring our children up to be independent. And yet God wants us to be coming to him continually with with our needs. Yeah. And if we're sitting there going, you know what, God, I've got this covered. I don't really need you. Um that I guess when you're talking about where there's a space for where we feel like we haven't got enough or we're without and we're saying to God, God, I really need you, that rather than saying that to someone who's like, yeah, I'll deal with it later, yeah. we're talking to a, a, a God who can abundantly provide and who, and I've been thinking about this, that money is money is a resource to him. You know, he isn't bound by it. He doesn't become a slave to it. He doesn't he isn't ever greedy. He just gives it out and uses it and as he wills. Whereas for us, it's so complicated, isn't it, money? Because it yeah. can easily just hold us captive. Yeah. And yet we come to a God that just abundantly provides. And, and when I've been thinking about this myself, I've got so many stories of where he's just abundantly provided, not just given me enough to make ends meet, but he's lavished sort of money or things upon me and you think, this is the gospel, you know, that yeah. not only do we get to come to Jesus and be friends with God because we've known forgiveness of sin and everything that he's done in dying for us and rising again, but we also get to have a God who loves to lavish things on us. Yeah. And, you know, I guess there are going to be people out there listening to this and thinking, well, I haven't seen that, but um, I'm hoping that actually through the course of this conversation that faith might rise in you, that if we've seen this and God doesn't show favouritism, that you will see it too, because he just loves to provide for his children. And it may not be in the way that we expect. Yeah. Um, but that's part of the adventure, isn't it? And that's part of the journey with Jesus. But yeah. he does provide. That's the thing that can be relied upon. We may yeah. not know how, and it may not be in the way that we expect, but we know that he will absolutely provide for us and meet all of our needs. They yeah. might just be not be all of our, like, oh, I need a Porsche, God. <laughs> I don't want a Porsche and I don't need a Porsche, but, you know, but he will provide for my daily needs. You know, that's the God of the Bible. That's the God we see. Providing. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I think you better tell us a few of the specific stories because it'd be nice to hear them. How has he specifically to you lavishly provided? Well, when I was thinking about this, what made me smile is that when I was very little, um, probably six onwards, really. 
Um, we had this thing in our family, really, which became known as miracle money because God would just <laughs> provide me with miracle money. I would find money in places. And at the age of six, you know, and, and onwards, I didn't really need that much money. Um, but I would just find it in places and often where I needed it. And that carried on even to as a teenager. Um, right. I would, you know, if I needed money, I'd, I'd find money somewhere on the floor. I remember one time like finding a five pound note, which when you're like 12 is awesome. I know. Can I just um, say, Joy, even, I want to hear the rest of this story, but <laughs> I'm feeling terrible in this moment because my one of my children, she constantly finds money and I feel very <laughs> suspicious of it. And now I'm thinking to myself, oh no, is this just her miracle money? And I'm always <laughs> yeah. like, where did you find it? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. So um, anyway, carry so, on. So maybe that's something for you then. Um, yeah. But yeah. I I absolutely just found this money. Um, and my parents, my parents saw it too. You know that God would just provide money for me as and when. And I didn't even massively feel like I needed it. But just from a very early age, would just find money when I needed it. And it and it was for trivial things and it was for little things. But it was teaching me early on that God would provide for me. Um, yeah. So that was sort of, and, and that's happened throughout my life. Obviously the, the, the money's got bigger, but just <laughs> was a really gracious blessing from my father, God, that he would teach me that and show me that. Um, and yeah, I guess some of my stories are that when I was first married, you know, we, my husband and I didn't have very much money at all. And we would look at the bills and we would look at what was coming in. And I wasn't working at the beginning because it took me a long time to find a job. And yeah, we'd, as I'm sure lots of people listening, would look at their bills and think, how on earth am I going to pay all of this? Um, and I remember even going to the shops and having to do lots of mental arithmetic because I had a certain amount of money, which wasn't very much that I could not go over. And so I was having to like add up as I went and yeah. I'd worry when oh, I get to I hate that. <laughs> yeah, just thinking, have I gone over um, the amount of money I had because I didn't really have very much money? Um, and yet we always found that at the end of the month, we would just, we would have enough and we couldn't quite work it out because we'd look at our bank statement and think, how do we have enough money? But we would. Um, yeah. And there was within that a particular time where we had a problem come up with our car completely unexpectedly um very blessed to have our car and it was a great working car but we had a big problem come up with it and we hadn't really budgeted for how big an issue it was that we had to sort out and again we were just looking at our finances going god we we can't pay this bill um it was a lot of money and just out of the blue at just the time we needed to pay it my husband got a tax rebate <laughs> I didn't know it was coming and it was absolutely for the amount that oh, covered for this car bill yeah. and you just sit there and in that moment and I've felt it since but in that moment you're just humbled yeah the the god of the universe cares so much about me that he can see my bills he knows our outgoings he knows what was coming in and he knew that there was a need and he just provided for it at the exact moment. And you think that wasn't a coincidence. That was God. We absolutely needed that. Yeah. And so, yeah, it was hard, like you were saying at the beginning, but there was also, 
lots of adventure in it and it really grew our faith because we needed God you know and that's the place for a miracle that's the place where you see God's power isn't it where you're sitting there thinking I can't possibly sort this out on my own yeah we've done everything we can God we really need a miracle and I mean I've, I've seen that so many times where he's just I mean there's just a couple of mine I've got a few more for later but but what oh, don't, don't I mean, stop. Go on. Well, I've just talked a lot. I Doesn't mean, matter. I'm enjoying them. Okay, well, here's one that made me smile. So I was, and it might sound trivially on the surface, but I was heavily pregnant with my first child and I'd had to go and get something um, in a town centre and I'd driven up to the top floor of this um, car park not realising until I got to the top that they didn't accept card. and I had no money at all um and it was one of those moments where I was like oh no I haven't got time I had to go and collect something I had a certain window to collect something and I was so pregnant and I just couldn't really move and I just got out of the car I was like no (laughs) and so I just remember like looking up at the sky like god I really haven't got any money. I need to go and get this thing. I can't move. I'm really tired. I really need you to revive Jesus. And um, and as I was standing there, uh, this guy just drove past me and he was on his way out and he said, oh, do you want this ticket? Um, I've only used a tiny bit of it and it's got ages left on it. And I said, oh, that would be amazing, but I'm sorry, I haven't got any money to give you for it. And he said, oh, no, no, I don't want any money at all. Aww. And he drove off. And it was just the exact amount of time that I needed for yeah. what I was going to do. And again, it wasn't lots of money, but it's the little things, isn't it? It's the little things that build up that make you realise God's kindness yeah. and God's goodness. That are Just that image of me standing there really heavily pregnant, looking up at the sky like what am I going to do? Yeah. (laughs) Um, And in that moment, Jesus just brings this guy along who didn't know that he was answering a prayer. Yeah. um, I like that one because that's not a huge, you know, not talking about a huge sum of money there, are you? But it just speaks of his kindness and his love and his care, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah. What about you? Have you got any stories? Yeah, I've got so many. It just makes me feel what a wretch of a being I am that I ever doubt his provision for the future. (laughs) And when I look back as well, I think like, I mean, why do we do that? Why do we kind of how many times does he it, there's enough written in the bible to know mm. that he's faithful in providing he doesn't need to give us such a personal history experience of it yeah. as well but he does doesn't he um, yeah yeah so we've had like timely tax rebates we've had things like that as we've with moving house there's always been a little story to it one of my favorite ones i think you know this one joy is when we moved to birmingham so I, I can't remember if I was 34, 35 weeks pregnant, but one at quite near the end of um, third trimester. And we moved to church plant um, felt like it was the right thing to do. Felt like it was right to get here before Bethan was born um, for various reasons. But 
John didn't have a, he tried to get a job before we moved, but he didn't get one. And so we felt, actually, I feel like it's right to move anyway. And we just trust God to provide for us. So um, we moved. And I remember saying to to the Lord, like, oh, please, could we have a job before this baby comes? I just, (laughs) I am a bit concerned about money, Jesus. Please, could we have a job before this Mm. baby comes? And hilariously, I think, I think John had like about 19 different interviews and he got a phone call about like four-ish one day to say, oh, you've you've got this job. And then that night, about eight o'clock, I started labor. (laughs) (laughs) So I love that one. I just feel like God's humor in that one. Why does he leave it to the last minute? I know. (laughs) It it does always feel like the 11th house. I mean, we'll probably come back to that a lot of times because it does always feel like the 11th hour to us obviously he's outside of time so a whole different thing for him but but yeah for us I think it's sometimes it's because I personally think it's because right up until that point we're still trying to sort it yeah Um, I feel like sometimes for me the quicker I've learned that I really need God the better (laughs) but I've definitely known in my own life that there's been points where I'm like I'm still sorting it God I've got a handle on this I'm still there's a way that I can do it and he's like Joy just you know leave it with me I I can sort this I want to sort this um which is a recurring theme as people listening will have heard on the different podcasts. <laughs> yeah, I was just thinking that could be on one of our many talks, couldn't it? <laughs> yeah, I know, but but yeah, and I also think, you know, just it does often feel like it takes you to the wire faith-wise. Yeah. Um, which is a really tough one because you to other people, you might seem foolish. Yeah. That you're trusting in a God yeah. to provide. Yeah. And when people are saying, come on, well, isn't there anything you can do? And you're thinking, do you know, I've tried everything else. I'm going to trust that God will provide for me because either he always has done in the past or I'm going to take this step of faith that he will provide. And unfortunately, that there's no shortcut. Like that's how you get these sort of stories, isn't it? It's yeah. by taking Risky that step decisions. of faith. Yeah. And yeah. Going, God, you know, I know this might seem crazy. I really need you. I need, like, well, there's no way we can do this without you. And and I just feel like that's music to God's ears because we recognise our need of him. Yeah. We make him Lord over the whole situation, which is, he is anyway. Yeah. But we come humbly before him, don't yeah, we? Yeah, yeah. And recognise our need of that. And I think that is honouring to him. Yeah, definitely. I think especially when you sort of start making decisions based on like well what is God asking of me here where is God leaving leading here that actually looks financially very risky or dubious yeah but you have kind of learned he will provide for me he will trust for me so actually in my decision making now I'm not just thinking about what makes sense financially I'm thinking about where am I called and you know discerning God's will like we talked about last time um, and I think he just, I think he loves that. In fact, I was thinking, so when I was reading, you cannot serve both God and money. I suddenly, I just, I was, I was dwelling on that a little bit. And I was trying to think, how do I apply that to my life? Or how do I think about, have I applied that to my life? And I came, this question sprung to mind, which I then thought about for a while, which was, what would you do? what would you choose to do or what would you risk doing if you weren't concerned about finances 
at all or you know just trying to unearth like what is on your heart what do you feel God has spoken to you about that you would love to do if you weren't concerned about finances and yeah I felt like I had an answer to that which was really nice um yeah realizing how much I do quite like my life actually yeah (laughs) I like I like what God's led me into already um but I just thought that is interesting to I think I try and ask myself that every now and again because I think we are so led by and driven by a fear of not having money not having position not keeping up with our peers as well where I'm at a phase of life now where it's quite different like the place that we live people are in a very different financial situation to some of my friends and some of my peers though now they've kind of got to that point in their career where they're making quite good money um yeah and probably not necessarily working harder for it they're just sort of they're they're experienced and senior now um and so that's, it's just interesting, isn't it? You start looking around at what other people have and are doing. Yeah, absolutely. And it's, yeah. that's, that's just, don't do it, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, there's a command about that. Don't yeah. do it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because I was thinking about that when I was thinking through this topic, actually, that it can seem difficult uh, if you've, you know, got Christian friends that you might have started work at the same sort of time and yeah. then suddenly they're earning a lot more money than you. Or, yeah. you know, that that can be a difficult thing, can't it? Because you can find yourself thinking, well, we're all working hard, but why is it that, you know, on the surface of it, God has blessed these people with more money yeah. than these people? And you're right, it can be very easy to compare. I mean, I always think of that, of that phrase you know to whom much is given much is expected yeah you know and yeah and at the beginning um when we first got married we didn't have very much money and and luckily you know or god's blessing um we're not in that situation now but you can be tied to money can't you whether you are rich or poor yeah definitely because um, it's yeah. just, it's in your spirit isn't it you know yeah. i know that i've i can be lacking in generosity whether I've got lots of money or whether I've got little amounts of money and it's not necessarily the case that just because you have more money that you will naturally give it away no so easily entrap you and like we were saying you end up living in this place of like comfort and yeah oh I can afford this so I'll buy it and why shouldn't I you know and I've definitely known situations where I've been about to buy something and God has just said to me, that little voice has said to me, do you need it, Joy? And sometimes I've been like, oh God, not now. (laughs) (laughs) I would really like to buy these jeans. Can I just buy them? (laughs) And, you know, so sometimes I'll be totally honest, I've ignored it. (laughs) And that hasn't been great. But there have been other times where he said to me, do you need that, Joy? And I've gone no, I don't, don't need it. And, you know, I put it back on the shelf and I think, you know, I don't want to just build up possessions because they don't, what am I building them up for? Yeah. To show them off. And if I'm doing that, what, what's that about? Yeah. Um, And I can't take them with me. Yeah. And they just end up being something that I think, well, God could ask me to lay all these down. And so I'm only creating a harder situation for myself. Yeah. I guess that's all of these things, isn't it? Is, God 
gives and God takes away, the Bible says that. And yeah. it's knowing that everything comes from him. And there's that liturgy, isn't there, in, in the Anglican church. I grew up in the Anglican church, so I know it quite well, that says all things come from you and of your own do we give you. Yeah. And so often I've thought, well, actually, this is all belonging to me. Yeah. Um, but it doesn't. It belongs to God. And he's graciously given me what he's given me right now, as he's graciously given you what he's given you. And just remembering that actually everything comes from him. It doesn't come from me. Yeah. Even though on the surface of it, yeah, we've got a job and, you know, we can buy all these different things. But actually all of it, all of it comes from God. Yeah. Um, yeah, definitely. It's a challenge. And just like if you've got a lot, but you want to hold on to it. I think sometimes if you've got a little, it's easy to think sometimes like, well, I haven't, I haven't got enough myself, so I'm not going to yeah. be generous, which is also, yeah. is just as bad as well, isn't it? Because yeah. they're saying it's all God's, it's all gift from God. And we, whatever, if we've got a lot, if we've got a little, we want to be generous and you can yeah. always be generous to whether you've got a yeah. lot or a little, hasn't it? But yeah. I think, um, I do think it's probably, or just watching, I think it's more complex decision-making if you have got a lot of money to think about how best to steward that. Um, But I just think in our own lives, the number of times we've been so blessed by people who are earning quite good money, Mm. who've just given us a gift. this just comes to mind it's just a little one but when our car broke down the other weekend and um my I'm sorry I'm just gonna say my sister (laughs) she'll know she'll know who she is as well but you know she's she's earning like she's earning decent money but what good hands for it to go into because she's so generous and so she knew I was in this service station broken down with the kids and so she just said to me oh I've just put 20 quid in your account to buy something in the service station. And I was just like, oh, that makes such a big difference because can send the girls off to WH Smith's and they can knock themselves out, probably buy one chocolate bar (laughs) for 20 quid. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Rip off service stations. But anyway, like the amount of times people have been generous to us who are in a position of earning money and they are a wonderful blessing in society aren't they yeah Um, absolutely yeah and I was going to say that even if you're struggling with provision in one area in your life you know that you're asking God to provide in one area and you don't feel you're seeing it you could still end up being used by God to provide for someone else in another area like a meal or listening to them or financially you know and I think that's the beauty of it that God does use people. I mean, he used that guy, you know, when I was heavily pregnant to give me a parking ticket. I don't don't know if that guy knows Jesus. He might not, but God used him to come and really bless me. And I just looked at him so gratefully, this guy, and I thought, wow, you've probably got no idea of how much you give me. The last bit of your parking ticket massively affected me. So, yeah, I think that there is a space to to step out in faith, even if we are seeking provision in something. Yeah, To say, you know what, God, I'm going to choose to trust you. I'm going to choose to believe that you will always provide, that you will always look after me. And I mean, Jesus wouldn't say to us, 
don't worry about what you're going to wear if he didn't know that he could meet that need. Yeah, um, yeah. You know, and I think that's one of our worries regarding this whole area is not just like, does God actually want to provide for me? But can he? Yeah. You know, and I think I think those are the fears we have of if we put our trust in Jesus, will he actually come through? Yeah. And will he actually give me what I need Um in the right way, because I guess we all have ideas, particularly when we're in a situation where we're in lack, where we're like, well, we need God to provide in this way. Um, and he doesn't always. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I've definitely had times where we've asked for something and you think, well, he hasn't provided in the way that I would expect, but he's still made, he's still abundantly provided for me and it's given me what I've needed. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. He's a good God, isn't he? A kind God. I was just thinking about when we were talking how um, it's interesting, like the culture clash you can have with people over money, isn't it? Um, yeah. Just th- I was thinking about it in terms of me and my husband, but just more broadly than that, you're constantly because people say, oh, I can't afford that or I can't afford that. But what they really usually mean is like I've prioritized to spend my money differently from you even if they've got very very little it's it's often like about priorities isn't it things that you really want and love and they're different from other people but also you you grow up you learn a certain culture of money don't you so my sort of culture of money I think I learned growing up is um planning in careful planning and I and I love a budget and I think a budget I think I love all that stuff even now like it's good it's good to budget it's good to like absolutely care well for what God's given you yeah um but you know not not to the point where you don't take risky decisions because you believe he'll provide and then John I think his culture is more kind of like oh God will provide God will provide and to someone who's a heavy planner that can sound so irresponsible and it can sound like what are you saying you're saying they're like oh God can provide so I don't need to think about it I don't need to plan for it don't need to consider it and I've learned now over the years together with him no that's not what he means he does mean let's budget let's plan let's be wise but overarching all of that is just that ongoing sense of he will pride he will pride at the end of the day it's all coming from him anyway whether we've planned for it or not it's all coming from him yeah let's not worry yeah yeah and and that he loves to as well he's not sitting there thinking oh come on I don't want to give you more money you know because one of the things that came to mind when I was thinking about this is that sometimes the reason why we have difficulty in believing that God will provide for us is because if we've had people in our lives who have not been generous or who are a bit stingy or who are quite tight with money or who, if you ever asked for money, they'd be like, not giving you any more, you know, all of that, then we so easily then put that onto God yeah, and think, well, if these people are like this, then God's going to be like this and he's going to be disappointed that I can't manage my finances or he's going to be disappointed that I'm lacking again and I've had to ask him again for money or for whatever it is we need. And I think that's the biggest barrier I found in my life before to coming to God is thinking, oh, is he going to be frustrated with me that I haven't done everything I can to steward my resources better, that I, I... I'm I'm still lacking and I still really need his help and actually he just he loves to give 
I've I've yeah. found that in my own life that he loves to give and that there have been times where I've asked for something and he's provided and he hasn't even provided the cheaper option. <laughs> yeah. He's yeah. provided like the the top quality option, you know, the <laughs> one that you don't really feel that you could ask God for and yet he's provided that one. Yeah. Which again just blows my mind that I think wow god like if i was providing this for myself like yeah i'd love this plan a option but i'd go with the plan c because i wouldn't have the money and yet my god has decided no not only am i going to give this to you and answer your prayer but i'm going to give you the one you really wanted but you didn't quite feel like you could ask me for and there's a couple of times he's done that and again it's just astounded me and made me go wow like he's so far from being frustrated that I've had to ask him again for help yeah actually he's like joy I want to help you I want to provide for you I am your provider that's one of his names in the bible is he's the provider and you know we we read that sort of bible story don't we of the loaves and the fishes you you know he takes the loaves and the fishes from that little boy and multiplies it and that's sort of what I think of with God with this is that he takes the little bit that we've got and we give it to him and we say, God, you know, I, this just isn't enough. And he does his miraculous work of it, of just somehow us ending up with money in the bank account, somehow us getting our boiler fix, somehow yeah. money coming through the door. He does his amazing thing that only he can do of multiplying it. And we just sit there and go, Thank you. Wow. Like, thank you so (laughs) much, Jesus, because we couldn't do that. And and so so now I'm like, okay, God, I need your help because this is the best way for things to go is if I just ask for your help straight away and try and step out in faith and trust him that he'll provide and, you know, know that on the other side of it, my faith will be stronger because I'll have sort of put my trust in him and seen him provide again and again and again and again. And that really helps you for the next time, doesn't it? It makes you go, okay, look, I need this thing now, but I've got all these instances in the past where he's provided and that gives you faith. So it's sort of, again, remembering, isn't it? Yeah. It gives you faith for the... Yeah, for the future. Yeah, definitely. And I think we're probably, you and me, approaching middle of life <laughs> no oh, no, com- no comments that. on ages <laughs> but um <laughs> well, sign up to that <laughs> so that <I> comment <laughs> <laughs> sorry just grouped you in with me um so but thinking about pensions and thinking about the future and I think like with our generation very aware that it's going to be very different from our parents generation yeah. like end of salary pensions don't really exist anymore and things like that and so you can kind of especially if you listen to commentary out there and around the place that is so often sort of like terrifying um makes you feel like everything is going to pot the world is going to end tomorrow um yeah. it's really important in those situations thinking to your future that you remember, like you're just saying, you remember all those times that God is God has provided. And if he's done it in the past, he's certain to do it in the future. He's certain to do it as we get too old to work yeah. or if our pensions are meagre, if we don't have a pension, if that's just not even a possibility because it's hand-to-mouth now. We yeah. just don't need to worry, do we? No. Um, and not in a kind of, oh, I'm not thinking about it. I wish it would just go away. But in mm. a, I have got a God who has consistently my whole life proved to me 
that he will provide for every need and not even just in my life done it but throughout all of history with his people with Israel consistently proved that he will provide for them so what solid ground we stand on don't we yeah yeah and it's remembering that you know, in those middle of the night moments where you wake up sort of in a cold sweat thinking, how am I going to, how am I going to do this, Jesus? And yeah, so I guess to everyone out there, you know, if you're still waiting on something that you need God to provide, keep asking and asking. Because I think that's, that's the thing that we found is that you ask and you receive. It may not be, it may not look like how you think it will, but he will provide abundantly and that he loves to do it. And I think the quicker we get to that point of recognizing our need, it's probably the better, isn't it? Absolutely. Amen. Amen. Well, I think we'll finish there today. Yeah. Please let us know your stories of God's provision because actually just doing this for ourselves was just so faith building. So we'd love to hear your stories as well. And if you're waiting on something at the moment, you know, God's blessing on you that he will provide for you. He will care for you. Take care and we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening. If you have any questions or suggestions for topics, please email questions at the not so perfect Christian life.com.